What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the CEO Hot Seat. Today we got a special guest, my good friend Derek. Derek, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Good. So for the audience out there, tell them kind of what you do. I know you got your hands in a, in a lot of things, and tell them about all the cool stuff you got going on. Yeah. So we uh, so we're Spar Transportation and Spar Diesel. Uh, we started about two and a half years ago, and we run cement products primarily, uh, big bulk tankers. Uh, we've got about 18, 20 trucks running at a time uh, for cement products for Thomas Concrete. So we got started, uh, you know, started with one truck, one guy, uh, and I, we can get into the whole details of that. But right now we're running uh, mostly the upstate and just got approved to start running the whole state. So we'll be running uh, all of South Carolina for Thomas Concrete and then dipping into Georgia, North Carolina, stuff like that. And then because of the transportation side, we jumped into a shop once we started getting multiple trucks and, you know, you take it somewhere, they tell you two days, it ends up being two months before you get it back type thing. So yeah. we jumped in, opened up a shop, kind of got that going, and now we're running contracts for City of Fountain Inn for you guys. Yep. Uh, Swamp Rabbit Moving Company keeps us busy. Yes, we appreciate we it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a great relationship with Dustin and everybody and you over there, so we really appreciate that. And then uh, just trying to grow the business, man. we um, really excited. We're, we're merging with another company right now, uh, which will double our fleet size and nice. really our impact. And have you know? I mean, as everybody here knows, man, that owns a business have just been through a roller coaster the last couple of years from the rapid growth that we had in the beginning and kind of how everything took off so quickly. And then you know, you buy a ton of equipment, and then that equipment starts to age out, and then you, I mean, just all over the place. It's never ending, right? It's never ending. You think you yeah. get to the finish line, and there's there's another starting line right exactly. behind it. Yeah. Nice. So, what kind of got you into like the transportation side of things? Yeah, it's uh. Kind of a cool story. It's cool to me. I, we, I got out of the Marine Corps uh, back in 2012, retired, and moved back to the upstate, and uh, went to work at, at Duke Energy. Uh, really good job there. Great opportunity. But, you know, man, just coming from what I was doing to going into there every day, you know, the one thing I did not want to do when I got out of the military was go work inside of a building somewhere. Yeah. And that's exactly where I ended up. Uh, Moved into that job and you know was making really great money, good people, good opportunity, uh, but just I mean found myself pulling into the parking lot you know an hour early because that's what I was used to doing, and then sitting there dreading walking inside, and that's just not who I am, man. Yeah. So you know started trying to make some changes there. Uh, went back to school, ended up you know getting a degree in business and a degree in psychology, and trying to figure out who really got the degree in psychology to figure out myself. I think more than anything. And then uh, the business side, just trying to uh, jump into some different ideas. And in the process of that, um, helped start a nonprofit in the upstate and, nice. and work and do some stuff like that uh, called Upstate Warrior Solution. Yeah. So got really involved with those guys over there. I ran kind of the, we called it the Western Front, the Tri-County area for Upstate Warrior Solution for a few years. And then got into construction and project management, uh, worked for a company called Langston Construction. Really great people. Uh, I recommend, I mean, you know, if, if you need uh, commercial and industrial work done on the construction side, Langston Construction, man. There's people you can trust. They're good, honest people. Love them to death. Uh, but then again, you know, found myself in a situation there where uh, just wasn't fulfilling that yeah. internal need, man. You know, the challenge every day, feeling like I was, you know, pushing myself, pushing those boundaries. Uh, so started touring around with the idea of, of – and, and then had gotten to go further, had gotten into some sales and stuff with equipment and doing stuff like that. In the sales side, I found myself in a situation where I was losing seven, eight, nine deals a day on, on average 
because we couldn't get equipment places. Oh, wow. We couldn't get things, you know, delivered. And I would go out and, you know, do a good job of building a relationship with these large companies, you know, and they would need 40, 50 pieces of equipment, and we couldn't get it there. So now I'm walking in the door, shaking a man's hand and giving him my word, and it's not getting fulfilled. And yeah. And just didn't sit right. So I started trying to think outside the box on that, and I went to our dispatch team, and I was like, hey, if I bought a truck and a trailer, could you use it? Like, like legally, could you use it for my stuff? And they're like, absolutely, dude. Like, we'll we'll keep it busy. Well, then one of my coworkers there and a good one of my really good friends uh, at the time, we jumped in this thing together and we're like, listen, you know, he he had a point of contact at Thomas Concrete, and he's like, hey, let's go sit down and talk to this guy. He's been doing it forever, dude. I had no, I had never driven a truck, no idea about trucks, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just had an idea and was willing to take a chance and jump into it. So we went, sat down, had lunch. Uh, with this gentleman and about three hours later when we left there we were working for him oh wow so it's thomas concrete uh it was you know an opportunity if you're starting a new business how often do you jump into a company that's well-established international company and they're guaranteeing you work guaranteeing you you'll be paid every friday regardless you know and you know no no 30-day turnover or 60-day turnover on billing it's you know we turn our bill in on monday we get paid on friday type thing and and you're guaranteed loads so that was kind of hard to say no to so we jumped into that and then quickly realized like you know here's here's an here's an international company that's been around since the 40s post-world war ii uh one of the largest concrete providers in in the in the south and in the country uh and no one had committed themselves to them like they were having a hard time finding people uh that would be consistent and be on time and do what they said they were going to do so just kept having that conversation with them and, and they were like hey we'll if you guys want to grow with us, we'll give you as many loads as you want type thing. And I was like, well, dude, that's, yeah. So we went and found more drivers and bought more trucks and kept going. And, you know, we went from running one load a day to two to 15 to, you know, and now we're pushing up toward that 20 load a day mark just here in the upstate and running 70 to 80% of their loads every single day of cement from the lower part of the state in South Carolina back to the upstate just, just by committing. And I've got to say, it's been – it's been the biggest part of this journey for me, I think, is, and, and I've always been this way. Like, I, I truly believe in shaking someone's hand and building relationships still. Uh, and I think there's there's still an opportunity to do that in this country and in, in business. Uh, it's just really get out there and be true who you are and true to your word and build that strong relationship. And that's what we've done with Thomas is just continue to grow. So, man, that's a whole bunch. What a testament. Yeah. 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 So, the – Going back to where you were saying you were in like a, in an outside sales and you couldn't deliver and you'd went back and talked to the dispatch table. What where were you, what were you doing at that point in time? Who were you with? I was with a company called Ahern Rentals at that time. Okay. Which uh, Ahern, man, really great opportunity going into it, but they very quickly uh, went through a lot of struggles and they ended up selling to United Rentals. And okay. and I came in kind of at that flat point when it was starting to decline. So the biggest issue you were having is you couldn't get the equipment that people were renting to them in time. That's correct. And yeah. so then you went and bought like a flatbed or something? Well, that was the plan. So I was going to buy a flatbed and get a truck, and I'd already identified you know the truck and what we were getting. Uh, started going to some schools and stuff and trying to find drivers, which is a whole other obstacle, right? <laughs> and uh, But then when we had those conversations with, with Thomas, I was like, listen, man, you know, if I'm going to invest this amount of money in a truck – guarantee a guy to drive it a paycheck every day um i've got to take this opportunity to get guaranteed money guaranteed loads so it kind of changed direction there right and just being open right you got to be open to what's going on 
in life and what's yeah. you know opportunity when it's presented to you. So, so really just kind of shifted gears in that meeting that day of lunch, you know, having some chips and salsa, you know what I mean? <laughs> just Hell listening yeah. Yeah. and talking. So, so it was really cool to make that transition there. So you, you went in with your, your partner in that idea, right? Like yeah. you were like, Hey, I'm going to buy this truck so that, and this company is going to give us work to haul this equipment. And then from there, he set a meeting with the Thomas concrete thing. Correct. So it was yeah. just kind of like this. It, yeah, it was really quick. Yeah. And then and there are others involved. My my wife is my business partner as well. And then one of my really good friends that uh, we met over 20 years ago in the, in the Marines, man, uh, he was in the Philippines at the time. Uh, had been doing contract work forever. And we had continuously stayed in touch. And, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where I had spoken to him just a few weeks before that. And he's like, look, man, I've got, I've got to come back to America. Like, I've got to get out of this. I need to do something different. So all of this happened. And then I, I talked to him. You know, it's, it's about a, it's about a, 24-hour or 12-hour difference, I think, in time over there. So it's like 10 o'clock at night for him, 10 in the morning here, I think, or something like that. But he calls me one morning, like right after I had this meeting, I said, hey, dude, let's start a trucking company. He's like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> you know, and that's just, you know, that's kind of how it's been even, all the way through this thing. You know, well, you know, let's go buy another truck. All right, let's do it. Let's start a diesel shop. Okay, cool, let's do it. You know, and just, and it's a lot of chance. And But, you know, I, I just, I feel like you've, You've got to be willing to take those risks, right, and step out on the limb. Sometimes that limb will snap. Sometimes it'll hold, you know, and you can start making adjustments from there. But that's that's what we've been doing all along. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think you talk about stepping out on a limb and, you know, take that leap. I think that makes sense to that the people that have that entrepreneurial drive, drive yeah. inside of them because you can't – we talked about this before with, you know, f- other guests on the show is like, hey, I can't – do what I'm doing like that like there's like this insatiable appetite to to take a risk right and like you become addicted to the risk and so the you know that most of people most of the population do not have that yeah and so it's just like it's it's very specific when you're talking to other entrepreneurs it's everyone's the same it's like I was doing this and like you know it was like this was an opportunity to stop doing that and so I just jumped in and like you say you're like I don't know nothing about trucking I never drove a truck but what I knew is there was a problem I'm gonna solve it and I'm gonna get the hell out of here yeah absolutely yeah I I love it and it's all the way down to even like getting a CDL right so it comes around I'm I'm thinking okay I probably should at least have if I've got all these guys that are driving trucks because I want to know I don't want to tell somebody to do something I can't do myself right yeah so I'm like, all right, I need to get a CDL. Well, then I look into it, and, you know, the, the, the rules essentially changed to where, and they were, or I should say they were about to change federally, where you had to legally attend a school to go and get a CDL. Well, I mean, most of these schools are six to eight weeks all day long, and I'm thinking, dude, I don't have time for that. There's no, I can't do that. I can't do night school. I've got four kids and, and a wife and a job and business, and, you know. So I look at it. I had to, I think it was February of the, coming year uh to kind of get grandfathered in or, or go take the test beforehand so i just you know i started driving my truck around parking lots and hooking up trailers and figuring out how to park things and <laughs> and we had partnered with a really great school and great people over in greer off of 101 called sbl driving academy uh amazing people um and i called over there and i talked to lee and i was like hey man if if, if i bring my truck over can you test me out and he's like yeah you just pay this fee and come over but you better hurry because it's i was like yeah i know so just jumped went to the DMV, took the written test, you know, passed that, go over, get with Lee, go through the whole thing. Uh, you know, secondary school, but 
it, kind of perfect time. And I show up there that day to do uh, my test, and somebody from the state was there to observe Lee doing the thing on me. So now I've got two sets of eyes. Well, I'm like, oh, great. Get out there, even to the point where – so I, I go through all the pre-checks and saw all this good stuff, and, and it's time to start driving back up do all that stuff and then he's like all right man if you want to take a break real quick we'll do the parallel park and i'm like what are you talking about like <laughs> what parallel park he's like yeah you got a parallel park this truck and trailer inside those cones <laughs> over there i'm like oh my god dude so i'm like no i'm good man i'll just wait on you guys so they go in to use the restroom and stuff and grab some water and i literally jump on youtube i'm like how to parallel <laughs> and then this guy shows me he's like you know if you back up hit a cone count to 12 turn whatever it was and, dude, I just did exactly what the YouTube channel said and backed it straight in there and got out. And he's like, you're good. I'm like, sweet. You know what I mean? So, talk about taking chances and just kind of jumping both feet into things, man. It's just, I don't know, it's just the mentality we have, right, to, yeah. to do sure. stuff like that. Jump in there and, and figure well, every, it out. Every part of business is scary because you're yeah, like, absolutely. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I know that I don't like it if I don't try. You know, like where I'm at now, I can't stand. So I'm at least going to try. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just so fun to hear people share, like, how they started. And it's yeah. always the same 99% of the yeah. time. You yeah. know, I, man, I was over here and doing this, and or I went to school for this, and, you know, and then, you know, I decided to go buy a truck and trailer and start a company, <laughs> you know. And then yeah. and then I signed a, a contract with one of the largest, you know, concrete companies in, in, in the world, man. Right. Like, you know, so that's a – it's just, I don't know. It, it's crazy what happens when you just go. It is. And you have no other choice, right? Like, well, your back's against the wall, and you got to make shit shake. And, dude, I think that's uh, – and I, I, I'm glad you said that, Chris. Like, it's – I think it's it's that all-in mentality. Yeah. Man. Like, I'm putting all the eggs in this basket. And, and, you know, and, like, even even now, I mean, we run – like, all of our trucks run for Thomas Concrete. Yeah. And people all the time are like, man, you need to, you know, diversify, make sure – and we have – we've tried. Like, I've I've done some flatbed stuff, and we occasionally will for people we know um, – we got into running some scrap metal and doing different things like that. But it it just kind of – two things, man. One, it nagged at me because, you know, again, I told Thomas, I'm going to I'm gonna give you every – my truck is your truck. Everything I do or I get, all of my assets are essentially yours. Yeah. You've given me this opportunity. We're going to take care of you. So if I'm pulling something away from them and going and doing something else and not fulfilling their need 100%, then I haven't met that goal that I told somebody that I'm going to do. So that was a problem. But then, too, it was just like – here here's this company that's that 100 taking care of us and and man i could tell stories in here for an hour about mistakes that we've made brand new drivers brand new company you know bumping into their stuff tearing up equipment whatever uh it's never been it's never been get off the yard don't ever come back here it's always hey man what are we doing to correct it here's our safety program we're bringing that person in we're doing all the right things to fix this and mitigate it not let it happen again we're going to train our people so you've got a company like that 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 that's willing to take care of you. And I'm pulling things away to go do something for somebody else. Nope, not doing that. Yeah. We're 100% in Thomas Concrete. And we've had every concrete company in the other state of South Carolina has called and asked us to run cement for them. Sorry, man. Not not a, not happening. We can't do it. You know that's what, what I mean? relationships are all about. Right. And that's how you started was through a relationship that somebody had already made with them. That's right. Yeah. And what that's done, you know, and, and kind of talk about, man, like chances and taking risks and all that stuff. I mean, I, I – how many times has it been Thursday and, you, and you're not sure if the doors will be open for your company on Friday? You know, I mean, you know, you go through those hard times. Yeah. You know, money in, money out type thing. You know, you get three or four weeks in a row where more money's going out than coming in, and you're, you know, and then you've got, you know, trucks breaking down and, you know, issues and 
you know, these things, I guess that was probably the biggest surprise to me this, so far in the last few years has been just the expense involved in fixing these this equipment. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you take your personal car into the shop and get a $3,000 bill, feel like you're going to have a heart attack. You take one of these into the shop, it's a $30,000 bill coming back. Yeah, 3000 is a good bill. Yeah, yeah, quite often. You know, <laughs> tire goes down, it's, it's a thousand bucks. You know I motivate I mean? somebody to start their own diesel shop, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. well it, yeah, it, it would. Yeah, especially when, you know, that truck, you know, let's say that truck's making two grand a day and it's sitting there for six weeks and they told you it'd be two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But, you know, walking into that, just that adversity of not knowing, you know, if you're going to keep things rolling every day, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's wild. Do you think that's been like your toughest challenge you've had in business as far as just how to maintain like a level head through the tough times or, you know, it's, it's, I was talking to somebody the other day, a friend of mine, and I think the great part about all of this has been, um, as, as low as those times and stressful times. Have yeah. Been, and I, I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I, you know, there, there've been 2am, 3am mornings laying in the bed, staring at, at the ceiling you know, watching my uh, my fire detector blink. You know what I mean? I can tell you the pattern. But uh, not knowing what's going to happen. But still, throughout the whole thing, just a sense of, like, peace about it. Yeah. Knowing that, hey, you know what? I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but tomorrow's coming. Yeah. Regardless. So what am I doing? What am I going to do? How am I preparing for it? What, what am I going to do tomorrow this, Tomorrow morning when I wake up, put, put my boots on and go to work? What am I doing? To, to try to mitigate this problem and fix it or just to keep the doors open to the next morning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and there's, there was a lot of that, a lot of that. And, uh, but through all that, man, it built, it, you know, it, it builds that sense of resiliency in you and helps you get through more adversity. Right. And, and then like in this particular situation for us, we had to like really get creative and start thinking outside the box and start using outside haulers and independent guys and stuff just to, because the main thing is we wanted to fulfill that need for Thomas. Two reasons. One, we told him we would. But two, if we don't, they've well, got to find somebody else to do it. Yeah. And now is that door closed when we get our stuff together and we start going back there. So we started using all these outside haulers and independent guys. Mm -hmm. And now we've built a network throughout the state of, like, really good people, man. And what that's allowing us to do now is we're growing into the coastal division yep. and into the Midlands. And we're going to use 100% these outside haulers and independent guys to run the rest of the state. We bring them here. We put them through our training program. We check off on them, tell Thomas, hey, these guys are good to go. They're contracted through us now. We put our logo on the trucks just, just so they can identify it so Thomas knows when that truck comes through, they're working for us. Yep. They've been certified. They're good to go. And they're running 100% for us. So That's probably the real way to do it too, right? It limits liability on your side as well. well. You know, oddly, I've ran the numbers over and over again. So it's, it still makes the most money if you own the truck yeah. and run it all yeah. the way through. But, uh, but my goodness, man, I don't, I don't know that we'll ever get to that point or that we want to, to where we're running. Everything. Well, it seems like now you'll get like a smaller piece of a bigger pie though. So it'll exactly. make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You, you retired from the military, right? Correct. So yeah. what, what branch are you? Uh, Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Yeah. yeah. So going back to that, mm -hmm. how many years were you in Marine Corps? Like, oh, I, well, I was in for 17 years. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't got, know. I, I got, got medical. I'm always fascinated by this because I, yeah. I was not in the military, but I have a lot of friends who came out of the military and started businesses and are super successful. Like, and they're just, it's a, they're very detail oriented. Like there's a lot of things that you pick up in the military yeah. that correlate over to leading people. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you think that impacted you as a business owner? Like coming from that military life and then figuring out how to apply that into leadership inside of your company? 
that, man, I, one, I appreciate you asking that question and was having a conversation on the way over this morning. Like, I feel like that's, and I, again, did a lot of nonprofit work for veterans, man, but I feel like that's the one thing uh, that does not get talked about enough is what it's taking what you learned in the military and applying that toward the rest of your life. We hear all the bad stories, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm, listen, I'm a veteran, so I feel like I can say this. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm just going to be honest. I'm tired of hearing the sad, sad stories, man. Like everybody goes through hard times. You have, you have, we all have. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not any different. Sure, it's different circumstances, all right? But it's not different. So let's stop talking about all the stuff that went wrong, and let's start talking about all the things that went right. Let's start taking all the stuff that you learned and apply it and how you applied that to, to being successful. And let's find the, the, the men and women out there that, that went through the military and then used those tools to do good things in life. And let's amplify that and let's help our brothers and sisters that, that are, aren't doing as well understand that, hey, man, I can take this stuff that I learned here and I can apply it to the rest of my life. So thank, I'm glad you asked that question. Because for me, I feel like um, never really, um, as a young man, I'll say, lived up to the potential that I probably had. You know what I'm saying? I just kind of – I was always that guy that was just, I guess, good enough at stuff to where I didn't have to try all that hard. And I never learned really how to put a lot of effort into things until later on. And it was really joining the military, man, and getting in there and realizing that, hey, and, and getting pushed to a point to where I felt like I was finished. Couldn't do any more. Can't go any harder. And then next thing you know, you've went further, harder, faster. And starting to pick up on those, those tools, right, to where, you know, hey, man, I, I, I realized, man, I could push myself a whole lot farther and harder than I realized. And, and starting to apply that. And it really kind of – I shifted gears there, man, and, and realized, you know, doing that stuff, I started trying to find bigger challenges and realized that probably – not probably, the reason the reason I joined the Marine Corps to begin with is because I was looking for that challenge and have continued to do that, you know, throughout the rest of my life, throughout that whole military career, and then you get out and start trying to do other things, right? And and I think the people that I've surrounded myself with, my, my wife, for example, she was a Black Hawk pilot in the Army, got out of there, went and got a doctorate. Now that's not good enough, so she's working on a PhD. You know, like, you know, things like she's the same way. She wants to challenge herself every day, and and kind of set that next tone. So I think that was, for me, one of the biggest tools. But then too, just learning. You know, man, like learning people. You know, you you. I grew up here, upstate of South Carolina, small town, out, you know, six mile out near Clemson. Uh, so not really exposed to a lot of people from all over the world jump into the military now i've got a roommate from downtown philly and from chicago and ended up being two of my best friends man you know and i'm like going home with these guys and going to philly going home going to chicago never seen anything like just completely different atmosphere right but then you start moving up in leadership roles and realizing that hey man i can yell at this guy and he responds if i yell at this guy he shuts off entirely he's not going to listen to a thing so now you, you develop a way of understanding people and listening to what they say and, and learning that, hey, you know, if I want to get something done, I can't do everything. And nor do I know how to do everything, right? You know, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to work on a truck. I know a little bit about working on a truck now. I've probably learned more over the last two years than I want to know about working on a truck. But I've got guys in the shop over there that can do anything. So, and that's who I lean on. And I listen to those guys. I, and I make sure, you know, my goal every day is to make sure they're happy. Uh, make sure that they have what they need and that they're not working too hard. You know what I'm saying? Let's get them some time off. You know, let's go 
do a clay shoot or something, whatever, whatever you like doing. So I think that was probably two of the biggest things, man, was learning, just learning how to challenge yourself and accept those challenges and learn how to push through adversity. And then two, man, just learning how to deal with all sorts of people from all sorts of walks of life and understand that this guy might be a rock star one day and he comes in the next day and he's not. Well, why? You know what I mean? Let's dig into it a little bit. Let's care about that person enough to spend some time to talk to them and figure out what's going on so that we can all be more productive, right? Yeah. 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 No, for sure. I mean, I got uh, there's a veteran on our team. He's a he's one of our field guys and uh, another veteran friend of mine who's a, a you know business leader here in the Upstate sent him to me. I was mm-hmm. like, hey man, this guy be a great asset to your team. I don't know what role, and we've put him in three or four different roles. And he's he's just it's one of those people where you sit down and you're like, he's a, he's absolutely the right person. And it took us a little while to find the right seat, but we finally put him in a seat, and it's just different. There's something there's a there's a discipline that he possesses and it's it's not always but the majority of you know veterans that i interact with they they have the same thing it's like this i don't know i may it may not work but i will not fail kind of mentality so like he he there's nothing that he won't do um and and it's just it's in the way that information flows out and the way that information comes back there's just a discipline to it that that you can appreciate as a business owner that I'm like, dang, I'm gonna put all you boys through the Marine Corps for a few years, you know. <laughs> yeah. and when, it, yeah. and when y'all come back, you know, we'll, we'll rehire you. But it, it, I mean, this is it's a massive difference. And I, you know, every chance we get to to, to work with veterans or talk or throw a, a job opportunity out there, I, I'll take it in a heartbeat because yeah. it's there is something that's instilled in you and that journey through the military that just creates this like a, a, a discipline. I don't know any other way to say it. It's a discipline. So, yeah, no, when you said you had that nonprofit for uh, veterans and, you know, like I, I just appreciate it because, I, like I say, I never served and I'm super thankful, you know, for people who did and the the, the opportunity to hire them. And, like, it, it I don't know. I, I agree with you, too, about the there's so much negative, 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 negative. And, like, I'm looking at it. There's so much positive. Like, I yeah. mean, Derek, if I could have 10 Derricks, be, I, I could start any business tomorrow. They're yeah. like, you know, just like you said, you're like, hell, I don't know how to drive a truck, but. I can, you know, yeah. I, that I think is, is put in to people in that military journey, you know, and like I say, not everyone that goes in the military has that entrepreneurial spark, right? but you have that determination and that discipline to just get it done. And it's, it, it's incredible. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, 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 I, I always it, admire it. So. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, and I think a big piece of it is, is that adversity though, right? I mean, think about not, not outside of the military, whether you played a sport or wrestled or what, whatever, you know, if going out for a long run. Uh, learning how to, learning how to, I mean, accept the suck sometimes, right? Yep. You know, and push through it, and and you know, getting running up against those walls continually, and learning that hey, I've, I can stand here and stare at it, I can stare at the wall and just keep looking at it, or I can figure out a way to go over it, around it, or under it. You know what I mean? And I and I think, I mean, again, man, that could be football, that could be business, right? That could be a whole all sorts Anything. of things, and like yeah. could be school, it could be all sorts of things in life where. You get hit with something like that and figuring out, okay, what am I going to do? What do I do now? Like, I, I tell my kids all the time, man, like, this corny as it may be. Like, I, I – and, and I don't know why I started doing this from when it started. But, like, I tell them all the time, you're not – you'll never be perfect. You're never going to have a perfect day. Don't care what you do. Don't care how hard you try. I don't care if you think it was a perfect day. It wasn't. Like, my goal and what I try to do at night every night, man, when I lay my head on my pillow is replay the day. All right, what did I do? Did I yell at my kids today? Did I jump down somebody's throat at work? 
for something because I was mad about something that had nothing to do with them, you know, whatever it is, you know, replay that day and ask yourself, all right, what, what can I do? What do I, what difference do I make in what I did today to adjust that so that I'm not, I'm better the next day and just keep stepping on that every day. Right. Just keep trying to move forward, knowing that you may do the same thing you did that day, the next day, but at least you're putting that, you're looking in the mirror, right? You're staring yourself in the face and you're being accountable. You're, you're humbling yourself and you're learning to accept failure and, and figuring out what you're going to do with it, move forward with it from there.